Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Major League Rugby betting advice from the Philly Godfather, JBL, John Bradshaw, Layfield, and Gift A. Bailu. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up and this week's rendition of What Are the Odds, our Major League Rugby Sports Bet show. I'm Matt McCarthy in New York City, and I am joined by some very, very big names in the rugby world, specifically in the rugby betting world, because we are creating the rugby betting world, and that includes WWE legend John Bradshaw Layfield, the Renaissance man. He's on Fox Business Network. He is on the board of Memphis Inner City Rugby, and he knows everything about sports betting because of the guru, the Philly godfather, who is his partner on Follow the Action, which will make you rich beyond your wildest imaginations and speaking of wild imaginations we have gift a Belu on with us from brazil he lives in new orleans he gets around ladies and gentlemen he is of course the founder of gift time rugby the host of the grow rugby show and director of the hbcu rugby classic gentlemen welcome we don't have a lot of time so let's get right down to business john you and i were here last week trying to figure this thing out it was not easy because there wasn't a lot of data. Well, it was easy for me. I was five and one. Uh, you, were, <laughs> you were three and three. But yeah, it was it was easy for me. So I, I, for you, no, it wasn't easy. But life is not easy for you. I tell you, you need a rock introduction. That is the best sports better in the world. The Philly Godfather. See, well, they made movies and books about this man. You introduced him like he was just some old frat buddy of yours from Durham College. Actually, he is. We we went to Durham back in the in the six. 60s together uh, we were both soci- sociology majors and we failed out he went into gambling and i've been trying to do this since Listen, he came across unlike you as a humble man he didn't seem to want all the accolades so i figured i'd lay it in your lap and he's the best in the world of course you can be humble when you're the best in the world tom brady can be humble Michael how tall are you six five i just really really godfather can be five. humble. i'm That's not it. humble you have a right to brag sure i went three and three last week and you went five and one and i you know i learned a lesson from you but that's why you're here to teach us and you have your teacher your mentor well listen i know i know john's bragging but in the sports betting business the only thing that matters is what you do next so let's get this show going let's get some more winners for everybody and Layfield had a great week last week but this is a brand new week you know what i love it and just because of that john we're not going to talk about last week because <laughs> the godfather has made us an offer we cannot refuse and i am going to go right along with that this week we've got some interesting matchups and we've got teams that are banged up some teams are going to get healthy some teams are going to be without players because they were naughty so let's start off with san diego who lost to new york at home in las vegas going into austin the gulgronis also lost there's a few unknowns we don't know if Superstar Joe Peterson's calf is going to allow him to play just yet. Chris Robshaw, we do know the England star is still serving his COVID violation, whatever you want to call it, for being naughty when he was playing with the Barbos. Gift, we're going to start with you on this one. San Diego, given three, going into Austin. Look, there's one thing that you can absolutely say is that whenever you're entering into Austin, it's a different world. This is Texas, all right? This is, we're talking about heat. We're talking about heat from the fans, from the temperature. And I'm going to say Austin is going to come back strong because they got tested to their edge. And whenever you get tested the edge watch out for next week going strong so i'm gonna take austin for this week philly godfather i mean how can i disagree with that i know uh san diego they lost last week a negative seven point differential you're going into hostile territory there's gonna be fans in the stands uh, austin's got some big money behind that team some uh, special players there uh, i agree with them i would take the plus two on the home dog 
John, I know that you're from Texas, so I know it's hard for you to be objective. Yes, it is a hard for me to be objective. Like I said last week, they're playing with two players. I'm going to pick the Texas team. Of course I am. <laughs> but, like Austin could have won the game last week. It was a great game with uh, Utah. They had the kick at the end at 81 minutes. and uh, Too far for them, wasn't even close. But you do actually have home field advantage in Austin, Texas, because of the COVID opening up in Texas. You're going to have 100% of fans that can be in the arena. So I think that is a huge benefit for uh, Austin. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Austin over uh, San Diego here. Yeah, this is uh, this is a tough one. It would have been a no-brainer if Peterson and Rob Shaw were in the lineup, but I called the game. I was in the booth doing the play-by-play, and the one thing that – was apparent was some of the San Diego players were not as quite as fit as they should be. And that will, that will gradually happen. There's probably COVID rust, but in the meantime, I think I'm going to pick the Gilgronis at home, riding the ship there. All right. So next one up, New York at NOLA, New York minus two on the road. Gift. I, I really appreciate you calling me up on this one. Cause this is hometown love right now. All right. NOLA has one of the, best offensive minds coaching them in Nate Osborne. And though we do have major injuries that are occurring with the loss of Nick Feeks, the loss of J.P. Eloff, but that being said, schematics changes up the game for what you lose in talent. And when you have a home game and you're inside the gold mine itself, it's a wild place. Plus, the atmosphere of New Orleans is already set up to, uh, let's, let's say, be a distraction to those who are not used to it already. New Orleans taking the points, for this one. Godfather, you got these guys so far going with their hearts in their hometowns. I mean, that, that, we can't, you can't bet with your, 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 head, your heart. You got to bet with your head, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I know New York uh, traveled on the road to the West Coast last week and uh, beat a solid San Diego team. And now has to travel into hostile territory, into NOLA, to face the team that's playing its second home game in a row. Uh, New York does have an extra day's rest, which should help them with the travel. But I think it's going to be a tough test for this team. I know uh, Nola uh, played a real tough watch team last week to a draw. Uh, I mean, Nola's banged up, though. That's that's the other issue you got to take into consideration. Man, uh, New York's a good road team. I know last year when they went, uh, they, they, they won uh, three of the five games, two of them won on the road. This team travels real well. I'm going to have to take uh, New York here uh, to beat Nola at home. John? Yeah, I'm sorry, Giff, but I'm going against your home team here. I'm going with the Holy Godfather. Uh, you know, New York went out to the Vegas last week and, and put up 36 points in some wind and could have put up quite a bit more if you hadn't had that wind. And this is a 4 o'clock kickoff, so it's going to be 82 degrees. If this was the first game of the season, I'm going with Nala because of conditioning because uh, you don't have a full training camp, uh, as we discussed last week, because of the snow and the weather on any of these Northeast teams. But they've got some conditioning underneath them now. New York is a solid team. Steve Lewis has done a great job there in uh, New York. And I think New York's going to find a way to win this game. You know, Godfather, with a name like the Godfather, you, you're used to people dealing with fear when they're around you. And I'm, I have fear that's going to drive my pick. The Butcher plays for New York and he's like blocks away from me. So if I pick against them, I have to face the butcher. But aside from that, I see what was going to be a vaunted backline for New Orleans. And I love Nate Osborne. He's one of my good friends. But Nolan Nate's up against it because he lost Feeks. He lost J.P. Eloff. He also lost his two Aussies, Con Foley and Scott Gale. They went back to Australia. He did get J.P. Duplessis in that back line, and he has Carl Meyer. But New York, as you said, Godfather, is a strong team on the road. They're going to have a little bit more swagger because they got a game under their belt. They snatched a victory from the jaws of defeat despite two yellow cards in ridiculous conditions. 
I like New York. Guys, we have to take a quick break. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle on West 36th Street. And we are back. Next one up, Old Glory. Their home opener in their new field, minus three versus Rugby ATL, who had a big win last week. Godfather, I was adopting the three points at home rule in this one because it's going to be a tight match, I think. I kind of like the home team here, man. I mean, uh, they're coming off a draw to NOLA, all glory. Definitely is going to have revenge on their mind from last year after losing to Atlanta. And uh, the implied probability right now is, what, about minus 160 that uh, they're going to lose this match. But if you parlay that with uh, the over on how many beers John drinks during a rugby game, which is about a half a case, you can uh, make some money, get paid back five to one on your uh, ticket. I, I like the home team here. I like Old Glory. I like Washington. I know uh, they're uh, they're a real tough team this year. Right, give me the give me the home dog. I like that. I like that. John, are you still drinking Zima and beer labels? Just so people don't know. <laughs> no, but uh, the Godfather is right. I've got the uh, I've got the Old Glory ball and uh, a case of uh, Coors Light ready for the game. So there's going to be a huge over under here, uh, both on points. And total alcohol consumed in this game, but over twelve, over 12 and a half beers, guaranteed. Oh, guarantee that if they win the extra time, good grief! I might be in a coma. I like, I like, I like Washington Hall. They're, they're playing down in Virginia. They got a great new stadium that they're playing in. Segra Field. A Andrew Douglas, as the coach there, has done a great job. John Manson, the operations manager, she and Dunleavy, the owners, have done a wonderful job there. There's a lot of home bias here. People are really excited about rugby uh, here in D.C. They sold out right away. I'm not sure what the capacity is. I was trying to find out before the show. Didn't find. It was 25 or 50 percent. But you got a little home field advantage here uh, with D.C. It's a pretty good team. Yeah, they've done a great job, the ownership group down there, and they sold out their allotment for COVID in an eye blink. So that's a good thing, and the fan base is great there. A gift, aside from the, the treat of uh, seeing JBL's old glory balls, what's your take on this one? <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. You know, this, 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 this pick is going to hurt me a little bit as a Louisiana person, but I'm still going to stick with it. I actually put my, my point, and I actually think, Rugby ATL takes this. Reason why, I believe in Scott Lawrence. And I believe whenever it comes to schematics, and I said this even with NOLA, schematics is everything. Even though DC is going to be able to open up the home game and everything, they're coming off a tough, a tough road game in New Orleans. It is already an exhausting, emotionally exhausting, especially one that they had to hold off 
because they were fighting back the comeback. So going into it, I think they're going to be emotionally exhausted. Rugby ATL coming off of beating Toronto at home and now going to take that same energy, take it up to BC and be able to bring the SmackDown and disappoint a lot of uh, fans in an opening stadium. All right. So for you, it's schematics, schematics, schematics. When it's rugby for me, it's location, 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 <laughs> like in real estate. And I'm going to go with Old Glory at their home opener. They have, like New York, been shoveling snow half the time. They are just ready to rock and roll. They, they, they were very fortunate to tie New Orleans on the road after their only loss yet last year was a one-sided victory by New Orleans. As John said, they're very well coached, not taking anything away from Scott Lawrence, who'll tear my throat out. I'm going with Old Glory, and you got that combination, that 9-10 combination for Washington, which is emerging as one of the better ones in Tusiala and Robertson. And backs in that back line are going to love playing with these two exciting playmakers because they're going to have one opportunity after the next. The next one up, we're going to the booth in Chirana, minus five on the road in Utah. And mind you, everybody, Toronto's home right now for the rest of the foreseeable future is in Atlanta. So, Godfather, what's your take on this one? I mean, the Arrows lost a low-scoring affair to a young Atlanta team that's uh, it's really fast uh, last week. Now they got to play a solid Utah team on the road for the second straight week. Uh, the Warriors put up some some points against a pretty good Austin squad last week. I like the home team here. I think that uh, that uh, home field advantage can be big for them with that altitude. Uh, I like the Warriors to kick off the season 2-0. Some sound advice, John. How do you follow that up? I followed up by kind of what we saw in the NFL season. Uh, Philly Godfather was the first one to call it when San Francisco has to go down and stay in Arizona. You know, teams either respond very well to adversity or they respond very bad. Uh, San Francisco responded very bad. They lost four of their five games playing at home uh, in that uh, kind of part-time home of uh, Arizona, four, four or five games they lost. And Toronto right now doesn't have a home. Uh, and to get out to, to Salt Lake, there's not direct flights. These are big guys flying commercial, flying out to Salt Lake. I think the travel combined with the fact that they're kind of in disarray because of where they're living, I can't bet on Toronto here. I'm not going to bet on them until they win a game. Just so you guys know, in the NFL, I think during the first uh, uh, four games of the season, I think the Denver Broncos have one of the best home records uh, over the past 30 years. I think it's they covered the spread and won the game uh, close to 80% of the time. So that altitude plays a big factor early in the year with a lot of NFL teams who ain't up the game speed, who ain't up the, you know, the conditioning level by the middle of the season. So I think this might hold true in this game as well. Gift. Before I show that I've learned something, what's your thought? I don't always like being part of the trend, but I have to actually jump on this train here as well, too. I think one of the hardest things that you could actually ever have to do is deal with significant um, foundational change. And Toronto, already in a high altitude, in a cold weather area like Canada, having to go down to humid Atlanta to be able to be at home, then to go up to mountainous Utah. It's too much early on in the season. You have to be able to have a moment to settle. And if you can't settle within those first four or five games, it, it becomes impossible to really get your bearings. So as much as I think Toronto is going to play a hard-fought game, yo, I have to give the points, give it up to Utah, taking the points in a major way. I actually do think this is going to be a blowout game. You guys are convincing me to go the other way because I, I Toronto on paper is a is the better team, and they did have an exhausting trip that got them into Atlanta. They were sluggish. 
Uh, they have a solid coaching staff. They have continuity and they are used to starting their season. They, they started the last two seasons, eight games on the road because nobody thinks that you can play in Toronto in the cold weather, but Toronto ironically ended up playing in blizzards in Utah and in Colorado where they could have been playing at home in a blizzard. So what's the difference? Anyway, you've convinced me, Philly Godfather. I'm not going to give JBL any credit. Uh, about your NFL. But we're getting five points. I mean, that's the great equalizer. The point spread is always the great equalizer. So even though Toronto might be the slightly better team, you, you added the altitude, the travel, the five points, a lot of points. Yeah, and Toronto, the guys are going to be searching desperately for a Tim Hortons two weeks in a row. They're not going to find one. No, no maple <laughs> donuts for them. So I think Toronto, and this is for you, Brian Ray, because you let me down last week. I think Toronto is going to come up short against a Utah team that is now playing 80 minutes under, under <laughs> Sean Pittman. Okay, the next one up, Houston at home in that beautiful little stadium that they built for rugby only. Minus two versus the Free Jacks, who are going to be without John Poland, their dynamic playmaker at number nine. And Houston is getting one of their captains back, Roos. They are going to be stronger, and they are at home. Philly Godfather. I mean, you had told me that Roos comes back for uh, the Sabercats this week, so that's a big uplift for the team. I know the Free Jacks lost to the, arguably the best team uh, in the league last week on the road, while the Sabercats beat a Seattle team that no one is projected to be world beaters this year. Man, it's a tight spread. What's that? Minus two at home, Houston. I guess I got to go with the home team, Houston. I'll, I'll take the Sabercats here. John? Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Philly Godfather. The home team in right now in places that are open like Texas really is a home team. They've got a great stadium in there. They're a great rabid fan base. New England has to travel again. They only really put up 20 points against LA. They scored one try late. Uh, so they didn't have a great game last week against LA. LA obviously, or not obviously, we think is probably the best team in the league, but I'm going with Houston at home. Gift. I'm, I'm a big fan of, again, the schematics and it comes to the home sides, but I, I can't. I can never get tired of hearing you say schematics. <laughs> we just keep saying schematics all a, day. <laughs> such a sexy injection into our show. That's what you bring. You bring the sexy here. Mm. But no, I actually think that New England is actually going to take this one. And the reason why is this. I think New England got to see themselves against the best. And I think whenever you have what you assume to be your best back line, as much as Houston's going to have the excitement, and that is a fan base that is ready to go. That stadium is ready to go. I think New England is disruptive. And I think it comes with that that bitter Massachusetts-style attitude that comes through. And they're going to come in and play havoc on the Sabercats. Oh, you know what? He just convert, he just turned me, guys. I was with you two, and I think he's wicked smart, and he's picking the team from Boston on the road against Houston. And I think I like Ollie Engelhart stepping in for John Poland, and he's going to ask what he can do for his team, not what his team could do for his, his country. Anywho, we're going to... No, gonna wait, go. wait a minute. Give, give the schematics. And because you don't speak English fluently, Matt, you decide to go with the guy who has a really cool work. So yeah. you, go with, you go with schematics is all you go with. This is, guy, this is why I'm broke, but this is what I do. He's okay. taking plus two on schematics. That's what he's doing. He's taking plus two on schematics. I like the <laughs> landlord. Me. You're betting on schematics. Yeah, schematics. He sold me on schematics. <laughs> it gets you Rugby schematics by gift. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to regret that one, but I, you know, I got a lot of friends up in New England. Okay. L.A. Giltinis. I'll take the over-under on two. On two friends in the entire globe that you have as friends. Over-under two. <laughs> 
I pay them. Not England, not New England, the entire globe, too. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Let's stop with it. This is serious stuff, guys, for God's sakes. L.A. Giltinis at home at the Coliseum again. Will they be like gladiators slaughtering the Christians again? The Seawolves coming into town. They are banged up and they a little bit mentally fried. Minus eight is the line. Godfather. I don't think that line's high enough. I don't think Seattle can put up uh, – have to put up at least over 30 points to, to, to cover this spread. They only put up 24 last week against Houston. L.A. arguably the best team in the league. They put up 42 points. They got the best point differential in the league. I, I'll lay the eight with the Giltinis all day. I, I should have said that Samu Manoa is, is in the wings and coming out of retirement – to rejoin the Seawolves. He is, of course, the USA rugby legend who played very well overseas. He's a monster, but it's going to be too quick of a turnaround. If they get 20 minutes out of him, that'll be a bonus. And I don't think that's going to be enough specifically on the road. Uh, and they're also talking about getting in a Japanese import on the wing. That's all rumor, of course, but these things don't matter right now. So, so John, go ahead with your pick. I'm with uh, Philly Godfather on this. I, I think that uh, L.A. playing at home, it sucks. They have no crowds. So they, that stadium completely redone. It's a beautiful stadium now. They're not going to have a crowd there. It's a shame because you lose a home field advantage. You lose the opportunity of people go out and watch the game. I, I hate that. But I think L.A. playing at home, they put up 42 points last week. And as I said, New England really had 20. They had that late trial, uh, late got them seven extra points. I think L.A. right now is by far the class in the league, and, and, and I'm with Godfather. I'd, I'd lay eight points on those guys all day. Gift? There's nothing like you can can put a perfect stamp on something on the start of the season, like putting a smackdown on the incumbent champion. We should explain why they're the incumbent champion. It's because they were the two-time champion, and COVID cut season three off, so they are by default still, and I'm not diminishing their accomplishment, but they were struggling last year. Uh, and they would, they would maybe start to come around when this when COVID pulled the plug. So go ahead, Gim. Yeah, even still, you know, it, it, you put the SmackDown brand new team, and of course, we know that they are going to be season favorites just because they're fast. They're so fast. It's not it's not fair how fast they are. So as far as the line, I do agree. I think it's going to still be a blowout. I'm hoping Seattle covers, but in, in this, I got to take the take, take the, uh, the 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 win towards the Giltinis. We're unanimous in this one. Giltini's handily over a beaten up Seattle Seawolves squad. But I can't wait to see you guys again next week after we are filthy rich and uh, going for the bragging rights again. John, of course, will be bragging out of the gate as he usually does, making up stories. Even if I go 0 6 this week, I'm still going to brag about my first week. <laughs> I know Philly Godfather is right about what you do next is most important. I don't care. I was 5 1 the first week. And in two years from now, I'm still going to be talking about the fact that I was 5 1 that first week. John, just be honest about this answer. I know you picked against Toronto last week because they were playing against an American team. Did you know that Utah is in America? <laughs> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our esteemed guests, the Philly Godfather, Mr. JBL, John Bradshaw, Layfield, and Gift of Gift Time Rugby. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll all see you next week when you're cashing your checks. And please check out our other segments, including our Major League Rugby Show, our Global Rugby Recap, What Are the Odds, our Major League Rugby Sports Bet Show with the Philly Godfather, John Bradshaw, Layfield, the WWE legend, and Gifty Belu, Martial Law, the Zach Attack. And please sign up for our American Red Cross Rugby Wrap-Up Blood Donor Team. <laughs>